0: Welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, number one, and soon will be joined by our panel. Tonight we're going to talk about who am I to tell you that you are wrong. We all have our own lives to live. I think we can all agree that no other person can live them for another. Meaning, the decisions that I make is that of my own, and I have to live with the results of my decisions. We all know someone that does some things differently, than we do. We try to impose on their on their lives based on our emotions. The fact is, what they digest don't make you defecate. Respect the difference. I normal step on some toes, it's all love. Let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Let's get right
1: to
0: it. Who am I to tell
1: you that you're wrong? I guess looking at it from a personal perspective, uh, if you're not me, you can't tell me that I'm wrong. Um, Or whether it be that I make a decision to, you know, look for another job or move or, you know, If I'm making a decision about my life, it's because it's my life. It has nothing to do Mm -hmm. with you.
0: Absolutely. But we tend to confuse that with our emotions or our ideas or even our experiences. And again, in my personal belief, it's disrespectful for me to tell you that You're wrong because you think the way that you think Or make decisions That you make Would you agree or disagree with that Um
1: I agree Um If if, if I'm living my life Right And Mm -hmm. I've had trials Tribulations, failures and success Um you know, joy and and pain and um how can you offer an opinion on what I am to do? You don't right. you don't know all the details. You know, you don't you don't know all the details. Um more than that if, if I'm making a decision to you know, like the move you know, personal experience when when it came time for me to move from one state to this state, um, I didn't consult anyone. Um, because one, because I knew that it was God. God had his hand Thank in it from you. beginning to the end. And I knew what I'd been praying for. You know, I'd been praying mm-hmm. that that, you know, growing and closer in my faith, I've been praying that whatever God has for me, he makes it plain and clear.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: You know? And and when it came time for me to make this move, um, it was plain and clear. So there was no consultations. I told people, I'm moving. And that's just what it was. Right? Somewhere, you know, everybody had an opinion. But the thing about me then and even now is I wasn't seeking opinions. Um, because I'd, I'd already had my answer that, that God had given me. So I was moving based on what God told me to do um, and, what, and the plan that he had for my life. So who are you to tell me that I'm wrong when I know the God I serve? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I personally can't tell you uh, that you're wrong. I can only give you my two cents from my experience. But, again, you don't know all the details of that. To even factor that in, you can take it for what it's worth and make your decision accordingly. But people oftentimes get offended because you don't take their opinion and and make that something, if you will. And that's where the conflicts come in, and that's why, you know, you may get – you may remove yourself from certain family members or certain situations just because it's easier that way. You no. Know, Our personally right. leave you mind your business and I'm my.
1: Right. And and you know the, the the crazy thing is is that um a couple of weeks ago a sermon uh a pastor spoke about um was on the mind and and he had said this statement parents, mothers um be careful of of what you of of how you like okay, bring up your children you know you, you um because there there's it, basically it's almost like a fine line between control and rape see what I'm saying, and then he said you know when you get to the control. You know you you know you you think of all that witchcraft, you know yeah. um and he spoke about that, you know basically having control over the mind, so I say that to say, um even as a child of someone, you know, like you can't allow your parents to have control over your life, mhm. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like they're supposed to raise you and train you up in a way that you should go, but as far as controlling, not even they get that.
0: Well, let's, so, bring, in, let's bring in our caller. I hear what you're saying, and, and I agree. Well, let's bring in our caller and, and get someone else's two cents. Uh, 0340, good evening.
2: Hey, good evening, everyone. So yeah.
0: Who am I to tell you that you are wrong?
2: Yeah, pretty deep t- uh, subject there. You know, for me, it's um, there's definitely a respect thing there, right? We got to respect each other's opinion and decisions. Um, there has to be a level of respect, and when you if there is a reason for you to address someone's decision, whether it's corrective or just, just speak on it or disagree with it, there has to be a, a level of humility there. And you got to decide, you know, how do you approach it? That's big for me is, you know, if you were to tell me that I'm wrong, is how you come. Are you coming for just correction or are you coming out of love or just coming because your personality is different from mine? Um, mm-hmm. So it's very important you have to approach it very delicately. And um you know, it is really important to know who you are getting ready to go talk to as well. Mhm.
0: I agree 100%. You know, uh my mother my mother uh she she her disease is, is an addict and when I was younger that my Useful, arrogant ways. I'm trying to, you know, close her into going to rehab, and I'm like, "Listen, like, go pick it. I'll pay for whichever one, you know, which one the third, like, like edit, like, gorilla, like, heavy." And she wasn't ready, and you know, I didn't. I don't believe I said any. I didn't. I didn't cuss at her or, or anything. I've always respected her, regardless of her her situation. But, you know, I was pleading with her for the sake of her grandkids. You know, I'm like, as long as you like this, like you won't see your grandkids, you know. And looking back, I was wrong. And and I, I've since apologized. But it's your decision. It's your life. And you got to walk that path alone. Now, I can watch you walk it. Um or what have you, but every decision that you have made, you got to deal with it. you got to deal with God with it. you got to deal with um, the repercussions of it. you got to deal with the distance of uh, family or whatever the case may be. You have to deal with it. And it, I didn't get closure on it, per se, until I had that conversation. It was like, listen, I forgive you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I apologize. I, I shouldn't have came about it that way. But whenever you're ready, I'm here for you. We'll be here for you as a family, and and I love you, and please stay safe. You know what I mean? So once I did that, I actually felt um, somewhat liberated about the situation because, again, of the way that I – I knew I was wrong in the way that I approached it the first time, but I left the door open the second time we had the conversation about it. So whenever you decide you want to do this, I'm still here for you. You follow me? Because if you if I would have continued to go that way, I would have pushed it further and further in the opposite direction. Y'all with me on this? What's your thoughts mm-hmm. about that, Miss Quick?
1: Um, I, I agree and, and I think I commend you on um having that conversation to um You know, forgive her, but then apologize for what you said, because you're right. You know, um, only she can decide what she wants to do with her life. Um, You can decide whether you want to be a part of it and to what extent, but you can't give her an ultimatum to make her choose between her life and, you know, seeing what we want. Agreed. Right, right. Because, you know, even if she wanted for herself what you wanted for her, um, if you've never been an addict, then you don't know how bad that demon is or how strong mm-hmm. that demon is or how long, you know. Because, you know, what do you say? 22 days? Do something for 22 days and it becomes a habit? You know what Two, you say?
0: 21 days. 21
1: okay, so what if this has been going on for 21 years or, you know what I mean, 21 months? You don't know how long someone has been in this thing. Um, so, you know, it's it's wrong of us to, I say, sit back in, in judgment um, in a way and and give ultimatums when it comes to, you know, what people do with their own lives.
0: Because for this, like, to date, it's been, like, 35 years. Like, most people have retired from work and drawing pensions, per se, for the length of time my mom has been in that. And all I can do to date is still pray that she stays safe and pray that God, you know, remove it and deliver her from it. That's the best I can do. One, it it doesn't cost me any money. It doesn't cost me anything. But neither does prayer. You know what I mean? So
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'll pray. That's it. That's all I can do. My brother, what's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I totally agree, man. It's a tough situation, you know. And what Miss Quick was saying really spoke to me about, you know, um, being in someone's shoes. And I, I can't speak to, you know, what's going on with your mother. Um, but if I'm going to go to talk to someone um about what they're doing. It's a lot easier to have that conversation when I know what they're going through and I've experienced it and it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to definitely to, to speak to it and help someone and on the flip side of it, it's a lot easier to receive it. it you know, um I had people mm-hmm. talk to me years ago about the things I was doing and I didn't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right, right. It took it, it took some divine intervention for me to changed my ways. Um, When I look back, though, those ones who were talking to me, they were coming in a place of love. I just wasn't ready, right? You wasn't ready. Um, Yeah, but now I can speak to it to someone else that I see that's going through what I've been through. A lot easier conversation and I can approach them in a very tactical way versus the way folks approach me.
3: Right. Told me I need mm-hmm. to get
2: right, change this. Now I can go talk to someone with, with knowledge, you know, and knowing and empathy, um, to know what they're going through and know how to actually talk to them, and talk through it. Absolutely. versus you know talking at them.
0: Absolutely, that's that's key, yeah. um, and that's the part that we 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 we're looking at the issue right here. We're looking at post. Traumatic, right? So we're not even looking at the the cause of the problem. Why? What happened that she became an addict? What happened that she became uh, to a point where she's trying to, uh, I guess, numb herself or induce medically or find a substance? Yes, 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 yes. I was going to say induce, but yes, that's exactly what it is. We're not looking at that part. And in this conversation, you know, I actually told her, and I explained to her, like, you know, I personally, at this time, didn't know what it was like to to lose a child, like, at birth, post-birth, you know, to birth a child and to lose a child, and she had, and the time that, that's going on, you know, in, in the community where there's no support and all this here, like, there was no counseling, and, you know, we wasn't trying to put anyone in our business-type deal because we had an image to keep. Well, you turn to to what you know to to numb it. You know, the first time it, it numbs you, and the second time it numbs you, and every time a problem will come about, then you constantly find something to numb you, be it drugs, be it alcohol, be it sex, be it work, whatever. It's 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 a substance, and Mm -hmm. um, that's the part that we forget. For whatever reason, we don't want to talk about what, why, what is causing this person to do what they do. If only we knew, maybe it would be a different type of respect with the approach. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Because at that point, I think at that point, I'm sorry to cut you off, but your approach at that point wouldn't be to speak about the habit or the addiction it would be to to nurture and the the cause mhm mhm you know no, so it's like when we when, when when we don't know other people's stories um and just trying to speak to someone about their addiction oftentimes um, an addiction of any sort, actually Or issue of, you know Oftentimes We're only trying to put a mandate on it Where yep. if, we, if we take the time To understand what it was That got you here To deal with that Then I think we may be more successful in, in helping that person come to some kind of healing Think of it like You go to the doctor they give you medication. They only treat the symptoms. They're not right solving the problem. See what I'm right. saying? So, so you go to the doctor, and they're only going to treat the symptom of you sneezing. They're not whatever mm. it is they prescribe isn't going to to solve the actual problem the, that's causing the, the allergies
0: disease. itself. Right.
1: Right. Right. So, so in other, uh, so
0: in other words, don't meet a, don't meet them where they're at. Take them back to the beginning. Start at the beginning.
1: Take them, because yeah. Let them take you back to so where it all right, 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 right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah. that.
1: Um, you My know, brother, and it's it's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, please.
1: No, I, I was about to say, you know, you can you can tell the the tree by the fruit. You know, if you you know if you if the tree drops an apple, then you know it's an apple. But when you go back to the tree you know, you you get you have more knowledge of where the apple came from and how mm-hmm. long the you know the you know what I mean, you're going back to the root cause, but go ahead.
0: Absolutely. I was gonna invite my brother in for his give him some to give us some of his insight.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hey yes we speak in the same language, I'm telling you, you know, when you when you go with that understanding Or try to gain that understanding um, That's when you'll have The person to start to open up I, I feel um, And I can say that You know Just from personal experiences or whatnot. But it's definitely a key piece Into uh, um, Getting that foot in the door Is when mm-hmm. the, when, you're, when you're speaking To someone versus speaking at them they'll start to open up more and when they and they realize that you are coming from a place where you're trying to help and you want to understand versus just trying to fix it um, you'll you'll get a, a better result
0: I mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree. I agree. I'm not coming at you from a with a judgmental eye. I'm just coming to right trying trying, trying to look at the situation.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: hmm Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Just Qu- quick. When you think of um, the respect of, of someone else's life and decision, I, although I know uh, for me addiction, like seeing my mother go through this and being who she was and, and, and all that good stuff, you know, uh, it brought a certain amount of, of pain. Certain amount of uh, emotional discomfort. What do you think about that? Do you do you take it personal? Uh, like, what's
1: what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> um. Okay. So personally, both my parents are alcoholics. Okay. Um, one of them may may admit it, and the other one is still full blown in denial, right? Um, and and then to top that off, you know, I, I've seen alcoholism kill my grandpa firsthand. Yeah, you know, so he he literally drank himself to death. So to an extent. Yes, I take it personal, because these are my parents. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't raised by my parents. I think they probably did the best they could for the, for the you know, they, they played the hand that they were dealt, okay? Um, but to an extent, I do blame them. Because as a child, I felt like they've always chosen their life over mine. Mm-hmm. They made me. My mama birthed me. And I, I was raised by my grandma. Um, and, you know, so I've always, for that, I've always felt like you've had enough of choosing you, right? And so, yes, there is a little bit of, I guess, angst or animosity um, toward them for that reason. But um, because uh, I've grown a lot in faith and I have a relationship. I understand now that alcoholism is 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 a spirit. It's not it's, it, at some point it's not a choice anymore for them. You know, it, it's it's mm. out of contr- out of their control and and so it it's a lot of mixed emotions because I'm a little bit heartbroken because you know, even though I want to blame them and, and be angry, I can't. So then, you know, there's a little bit of me that that feels sorry for them because they're, you know, they're they're in this bondage that is bigger than them, and and they can't, for whatever reason, get out of it right now. I pray at some point they will, um, but as of right now, today, they're not out of it. Um, so so it's it's a lot of mixed emotions. I w- I want to be angry. I want to be very angry um and then i, I feel sad I, I
0: agree um and i'm i'm gonna talk to talk to my brother when uh for me it was more like the question always remained like why wasn't i good enough or why wasn't i enough for you to stop for you to want to stop for you to kick it whatever the case may be why wasn't i good enough you know what i mean and as a kid, you know, in, in 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 the urban area, you know, like sadly, I wasn't the only one. Uh, and you know, the kids cracking jokes and, and other kids cracking jokes and, you know, ah, how your mama rockhead, and it's like so yours is too, and it's like, <laughs> they're just it's bad. It was that bad back in those days, and that. Mm-hmm does something to a kid, you know, when, you know, he he riding down the street on the bus and, you know, he's seeing his mama score or, mm-hmm. you know, he see his mama mm-hmm. walking down the street, you know, twitching, you know, it's bad. It is that bad. So you ask yourself like, like, damn, like you don't think enough of me to even right. want to, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. And then let me you talk find to my out real it's quickly. not
1: even about you.
0: I know, I know, know, and that's, but you find that out after you mature. Uh When you're young, you don't, you're not mature enough to even realize that. Yes. Yes. My brother, what's your thoughts?
2: Yes, I I can't speak to that, um, to that what she's addicted to, right? I I know some folks, friends with some years ago. I can speak to my battle, my addiction I had uh, to alcohol, you know, um, I called myself a functional alcoholic. I admit it. I knew I was an alcoholic. So I drank every day. But I called myself functional because I functioned. I did everything. I didn't miss work. I didn't miss events. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. none of that stuff. But from a perspective, from where you said, you know, why wasn't I good enough? You know, from both the way both of you stated that, from the, the alcoholic side of it, I didn't realize the damage I was dealing I thought everything was cool.
4: Didn't Mm. realize
2: that my my attitude was different, that I was pushing people away, that, yeah, I was working every day, but I probably wasn't the best person to be around sometimes. Um, My fuse was a little shorter. I was quicker to lose my cool and go off on folks. Didn't realize any of that until I came out of it. And once mm-hmm. I came out, then I realized all that I have missed, which I thought I'd missed nothing. I missed a lot, mm-hmm. right? So that side of it, the folks that are battling that addiction, they really just don't—you don't realize what your the damage that you're causing because you think, and your your reality says that hey, I'm all right, even though I know I got a problem, I'm okay. You just don't realize the damage you're causing.
1: So, Is, you, if, if you don't mind, Matt,
3: please go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am.
1: Uh, I'd like to ask ask a question. Like, how? What was your breaking point? Like, how were you delivered? What What was the the turning point for you?
2: It's God. Nothing but God. You know, I mm-hmm. um, many people had told me that I needed to quit. Family, wife. Lots of folks didn't want anything to do with it. Got introduced to this man, this guy named Jesus. And um, it started working really, really, really hard on me. And um, that final day, which, uh, (laughs) glory to God, it's almost four years now. I was at my homeboy's house after work. You know, finished up this bottle, finished up that one, and then I, it just it hit me. And I looked at him. and I was like, bro, I love you. This is not right. I'm going to the mm. house. Mm. And I hadn't had a, that was it. just done. Wow. Nothing. And, and nothing about before God.
1: that, had you um, had a relationship with God? At that, like before that?
2: Oh, no. Okay. No. Oh man. Childhood, you know, very early in my childhood going to church. Um, but after that it was just, you know, I pop in for a, a wedding or a funeral. <laughs> That's about Back it. Back out. You know. Back out. I don't go to God's yeah.
0: house, he don't come to my house. All right. <laughs> now, so if you don't mind me asking, like what and and, and please and, and feel free to tell me you know, one, that's none of your business, and I respect it. What was the cause of your alcoholism?
2: Oh, yeah. So, man, I saw it growing up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Grandparents on both sides. My mm-hmm. dad, uh, when he was at the house, I saw him every day. He'd come home, from work. First thing you do is get a beer. And then,
3: mm.
2: you know, first first chance I did, hey, I want to see what that tastes like. And, man, okay, I like it. And then, you know, this, that, and third, next thing you know is, hey, I need you to go buy me some. And mm. I had a connection here, connection there, and then I was old enough to buy them on and just kept going and going and going and going. Mm. But I saw that, like, everywhere. Like, grandparents had a... Uh, uh, I don't, a little hole in the wall uh, gas Correct. station, you know you can get a you can get some oil or, or a pack of nabs and some violins. You can sit down and drink inside the store. So I got it on that mm-hmm. side. My dad here. That's what I see when I go visit right. him. We go going everywhere we go. That's what everybody's doing. So that's just what I was around all the time. I wasn't around anything but that, really. So it was natural for me I guess. hmm
0: uh, Wow. It's that's thank you. Uh, yeah. me it was the opposite. Like because I saw everybody else do it and I saw how it affected them, now it's like nah I'm good on that. Like I'm not touching it. Uh I don't want I want no parts of it. Like because Anything that controls them the way that it does for such a long period of time the way it has, like, I don't want no parts of that. Um
3: yeah.
0: I grew up with 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 the with the alcoholics and and that was and that's their choice. My mom, you know, my aunt was an alcoholic and to her to her death she drunk. And my mom would buy it and everybody in the family was like, you know, you shouldn't buy it for her and she was like, But that's her life. And who am I to tell her, you know, that She's wrong, essentially, you know. And but the doctor said this. The doctor didn't tell me that. The doctor told her that. You know what I mean? So if she, I can't go by what you tell me, I can only go by what she told me. The doctor, if she says she want to drink, then that's what that's what I'm gonna go do. Yeah. That's her, that was that was her situation. That was her mindset. Me on the other hand, you know, I feel the same way. Until somebody tell me, until the doctor tells me that they shouldn't. Or it's, it's doing harm, then I can say, listen, I, ain't, ain't it, um, the doctor said that this this is doing you bad. Like I won't be the one going to get it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's just sure. that not... but... Yeah. So you know, that's I've, that's me you know, personally. I've... Like I can't, I refuse to 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 start it because I'm afraid because it done took a lot of people down. And I'll, I'm not saying I'm stronger or weaker than any, but I'm not going to get in the ring with it and it's undefeated.
2: <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there, you know. I saw, you know, so at that time when I'm coming up, I don't see really the the bad side, the danger. I, I don't see the, the life and death of it, right? I just see it's yeah. everybody that's doing. It's having a good time. There's music playing, people dancing, smiling, laughing, whatever. You know, really don't see it other than it's mm-hmm. just something fun. You right. Know, and mm-hmm. To your point, you know, when I saw, like, my pops' grandfather, you know, when he he's on his you know last days for, for cancer or whatnot, you know, yep. I told the family in, you know, we he moved in, we moved him into my house, and I told my family the other family members outside of my house. You know, if Pop says he wants to drink, I'm going to take him to go get a drink. If Pop says he wants to go smoke, I'm going to go get him something to smoke. I'm going to do what makes him happy. If that's what Mm -hmm. he wants to do, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to go in and buy it for him. He's going to walk in and buy it, but I will take him to where he needs to go to get it if that's what he wants to do.
0: Let's, I agree with that. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I may not be be right in that decision, and that, but that's mm-hmm. mine. I I, mm-hmm. I can't take it from them. You know, all I can do is I'm not gonna buy it for you. I will not buy anything that 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 somebody else is having. That's your habit. If you need uh-huh. something, that's different. But if you want me to buy you a pack mm-hmm. of cigarettes, nah, I don't smoke cigarettes, so yeah. I'm not gonna gonna do that. That's me personally. Let's say this time to introduce Pastor to the line, and uh, he's been listening for a minute. Let's hear his two cents. Good evening, sir. Who am I to tell you that you are wrong? Is the topic.
5: <coughs> wow, didn't, didn't know what the topic was, but good evening, by the way, to everybody. He said, "Who am I to tell you that you're wrong?"
0: Yes. Uh,
5: well, and he talking about as it's concerned to. Are you saying alcohol? Are you concerning anything whatsoever?
0: I'm talking about period. with your life. This is your life. The decisions that you make, who am I to tell you that you're wrong?
5: Well, unless you are, I mean, if you're a parent, then you got that responsibility and obligation. But outside of that, um, in what I have been called to do, it's not my purpose to tell you what you do wrong. It's my purpose to tell you what God requires. It's my purpose mm-hmm. to tell you what, you know, uh, what the right thing to do is, you know, but I'm not to, to 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 beat you over the head with what you're doing wrong. Simply because the Bible said, and guess what, we've all sinned and come short of the glory. So I'm not going mm-hmm. to, you know, as soon as I beat you over the head, to say that you're wrong. And, you know, that's like saying that I'm perfect, and I know that I'm not. So I don't have mm-hmm. that right. I don't have that right
0: whatsoever. You know, I don't have that right. I got a question right, for you but...
5: real quick. I'm yes, sorry,
0: sir. Coach, I have a question. You said as a parent, you have the obligation to do so, right?
4: Yeah. But then yes, shouldn't
0: have... it, it should yes. be like by, communication is bidirectional. So as a child, shouldn't I also have the obligation to say, my, like, it's, you know, it's killing you. It's it's, it's destroying you. It's, it's hurting you. Like as a child I also should have that obligation, shouldn't
5: I? Um, it depends on the relationship of, you're talking about the child back to the parent? Back to 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 the to the parent, hmm. yes. I think I think that if you have that type of relationship, I want my children to tell me that. I could a matter of fact, I'll receive it quicker from them than I will from you. Because to know that they see me Destroying myself, uh, it would cause me. I would think to to make a change, but I think that's why so many parents hide their issues from their uh, children. They don't want anybody else can know. I don't want my child to know. I, I just I just don't want them to know or whatever. So yeah, I, I think that would be a good thing to do. Is it a um, a requirement? No. It's not. Uh, The Bible talks about the relationship between a a parent and a child, and it tells you uh, the parent not to provoke those children, and it tells the children to obey your parents. Uh Now, Mm -hmm. there's a stipulation with that because just because you birthed them, that don't mean that you're a parent. If you're not carrying yourself the way you should be, then now you've absolutely just, um, um, you know, um, eliminated I guess you would say you're right. So it, it just depends on the on the parent and the child. But um, back to your original question, no, I don't have a right to just call you and say, hey, quick, you need to quit, you know, drinking that Coke 45. <laughs> that Coke 45, you need to put that down. Man. That Billy B. Uh, if, I, if, I just, if I love you, now, if I love you and you and I have that tight relationship, I need to come to you. The Bible said, check this out. If you find your brother in a fault, you go to them. You go to them. when you go to them, he's saying go to them in love. It's hey, man, Listen, I, brother, I love you so much, man, and uh, I want you to be here a long time. I want us to be here together. And, man, you pulled me through so much. And um, I can't ever I thank you enough, but I want you to know that um I'm watching you and you're not yourself, man. Something is taken away from you. You know, what's going on with you? I'm going to give them the opportunity to uh, at least discuss it. Now, the Bible says when they won't hear you, you go back and you get someone else, another brother, and you go back to them. But, again, you go to them in love, not in condemnation. And so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's all about the approach. It's all about the approach. And you're not going to tell them what's wrong. You're going to tell them what's right. you got to tell them, you know. Not only does God still love you, but, hey, I still love you. You still have a purpose, and, um, you know, uh, you're better than this. You're bigger than this. You're stronger. You know, you're, you're somebody I look to, and, uh, you know, I want you to be here forever. So, you know, that's a lot better approach than going and saying, you know, that's killing you. That look is going to put you in your grave or whatever. So um, I don't know if that's what you were looking for, but after what no, i look for I, nothing. I was just
0: looking there. for you to bring it. But you and just
5: confirm. I, I, I don't know if I somebody
0: got said
5: earlier, man, because that's outside of my wheelhouse. But you know, the, the Bible does address it. You know, the Bible does talk about you know, a drinking alcohol or whatever. But it also talks about how to treat you know um, uh, each other the right way, are doing things as the Bible says, decent and in order. That that's that's. Well, that's what I can bring to you. So I try not to just go and just beat somebody over the head and say, man, you need to stop sleeping around and stop drinking and stop this. I mean, I have to tell them this is what God expects. This is what God expects, and this is how we can do it, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, um, so that's my spill to this point. I got one more thing to say, but I'll hold that and see if it pops up later on.
0: Well, well we were talking earlier, and – uh my, my my brother I believe mentioned you know of going of going to the person out of love and I also had me mention that, you know, let's get to the root of the problem. And you and you kinda hit both of those on the head, you know, uh unbeknownst to yourself. But I believe that that's that's the way, you know, because if you're going out of love, you wanna get to the root of the problem. Let's let's have a conversation Definitely. of why. You're drinking Definitely. in excess. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, and and, it, and it's and that and that goes even to to family. Me personally, you will never ever hear me talk about a man and his wife. Once she come about, you say, "Oh man, my wife, man, she ain't cooking, bro." I would get quiet and be like, "Oh yeah, are you cooking?" And I'm like, like I'm not gonna get in that conversation because that conversation right there. Beyond that situation, will still be in his head. So even when it can be done from a from 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 a a place of love, it still gonna be in his head. Like damn man, you know, quick said this and quick said that. Baby, he don't really rock with us, or or, or he think this, and we also can plant the wrong seeds. You know what I mean? So when you move out of love. It's only coming from a dear place. But when you piggyback off somebody else who's coming from an ill place, that illness is what's going to spread like cancer. That's going to attach, and it's going to grow over time and time and time. So to your point, everything that we do should be done out of love. You say decent and in order. I don't really quite know that part, but I believe and I know that if it's done out of love, it's going to be received totally different.
1: Or hit different as young folks
0: say. You're on
1: it. You're on it, Miss Quick. So you what's your know. thoughts about that? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you know, I I guess for me, I'm I'm with Pastor, right? You know, if 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 I am doing something that it that is hurting myself, um. I would want you know you, my children, to to tell me. Um, and at that point, I do whatever I can that's in my power to do to stop. I mean, because nothing in the world means more, nothing, you know. Um, so you know, for me, I I'd, I I'd, I'd want my children to, to to point it out and. You know, whether it's out of love or out of selfishness, if they come to me and say, "Mama, what you're doing is is killing you," you know, or or "Mama, is it's is killing us," then then it's it's a done deal.
0: Mhm. Um, if only
1: was that easy for me. Yeah, I mean, if it, I mean, if it, if it, if it was that easy, then you know, of course, the world would be a better place, right? You know, we wouldn't have all this. All the demons and spirits that that's being fought now. Um, so,
0: my brother, what's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I totally agree, Pastor. Just really confirmed what we were saying. You know, the approach, the love, and you know, uh, having that understanding when you co- when you go in love, there's a there's an understanding that you're you're trying to gain or you already have. And definitely going to change the reaction and, and if you don't get it As Pastor said What we're called to do Is to go get someone else And go try again uh, We are our brother's keeper Right So we can't mm-hmm. just give up um, And you know it's The approach um, The approach is key I mean you think about landing You can't land a plane Until you approach the runway Right The approach mm-hmm. is, um, is Very very important very important.
0: Now, when you when you see your brother in a situation, and and let me preface with this, I agree with both everything that y'all have said. When you see your brother in a situation, and like you said, bro, like you're your brother's keeper, When instead of telling him, or instead of going to him to have a conversation about what's really going on, and you just on the Uh either you enabling him Uh or whatever the case may be. And I know that seems like a contradiction because I said earlier that I would be the one that go, that's my decision. That's me. But at some point you got to man up and say, nah, bruh, let's, let's talk about this (laughs) first. You know what I mean? Like you kind of got to let's, let's, let's come out of love. Now I'm not going to say, we might have this talk on the way to the liquor store. Or on the way to the package store, whatever they call. But it's still an opportunity to have a conversation. So as a man, I believe it's our, like you said, it's we're our brothers' keepers. We have to man up and say, "Bro, let's have a conversation." Because like this, is the second bottle you've had in two days. Like, what's what's really going on? What's causing you to drink this much? Do you agree that that it's not enough of us manning up? Is the reason why he has gotten that bad, or are we just enabling? Like, what is it? Bro, go ahead, you start with this one.
2: (laughs) Yes. I I, I don't know if we're enabling. I think we're turning a blind eye, unfortunately. Uh, And I guess that could be considered enabling because we're not stepping in to help, but oftentimes we get when we feel like we've, Uh, Been delivered or or we've reached Our point where we're good now We forget about others And that's the downside to uh, The community to the To the world as Miss Quick was saying The world would be a better place You know We lose sight in that We have an opportunity To help someone change Uh, We lose sight that That is my brother And I need to help him um, because we get to a point where we just become engulfed in what we've got going on, and we forget about helping others. We're not as intentional as we should be. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, Pastor. What's your thoughts on that? Are we man? Are we manning up, or or enabling? Like, what, what what's going on? Ah, uh, we're wimping out, man.
5: Uh, first and foremost, we are supposed to help. Uh, <clears throat> Um Others uh, the Bible tells a story about a man that says fell among thieves, and he was beaten i mean beaten to the point of death, and s- several people came over and looked at him, but they kept going they were, uh who with them but then there was one man that stopped, and these men were' not the same let's just say it was a black man and a white man, let's say it was a chinese and a um Mexican whatever I don't know, but they they weren't the same but yet and still. He stopped, picked him up, took him to the doctor, took care of him, and made sure that he was um, taken care of. So we do have a responsibility. And the the, uh, brother said something about the approach. Whenever you see him and you say, man, uh, uh, this is, is, you know, uh, the biggest thing is that approach. They're already, I think, in a sense, feeling guilty. And I think that when we go to them, and we let them know. Now, we got to give them an opportunity to, to share what's going on. But I think, you know, to create that dialogue, you first of all let them know, hey, look, first and foremost, you are no worse than I am and I am no better than you. And you have to say that because a lot of times, especially in church folk, we categorize sin. We prioritize sin. And alcohol is 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 up there. That's one of the that's one of them bad boys right there. That means you gonna to go to the hotter part of hell, I guess. I don't know. Alcohol, drugs, pornography, <laughs> uh, you know, just things like that. You know, and even though I'm eating, um, you know, twelve gallons of, of pork or whatever I'm eating, that's okay for me. So you know, we we categorize it. But you know, there's a, there's a saying, um, old saying that. I think it goes something like hurt people, hurt people, if y'all understand what I'm saying. If you've been hurt, you'll hurt someone else. Well, I believe this. I believe that <laughs> it delivered people ought to deliver people. I believe that game ought to recognize game. I believe that when you see a brother struggling, that you owe it to the God uh, that delivered you and the person that spoke to you to speak life into them in some kind of way. Not to condemn them, but to create a dialogue and say, listen, um, man, I just I just don't want to leave you right here. I watched you consume a couple of bottles uh, right there, and I'm not going to say that you're right or you're wrong. I'm just asking you, are you okay? And I'm here for you. And a lot of times they'll open up. And when they do open up, you know, now that gives us the opportunity to uh, really help them because something is going on. Something is going on. And uh I've never known this. I still don't know this but I think there's a there's something to the fact that a lot of places I've gone and seen alcohol, there's a word always that's associated with it, and it's spirits. <laughs> you know. I don't yeah. think that's a coincidence. I don't know what the meaning of it was or whatever, but I know what um you know, it can do to not only the the, the mind, the uh, the brain, but the mind uh, primarily. That's what I'm, the lessons on tomorrow night, on that mind. When you damage that mind, you know, whatever has that mind has got you. So if alcohol has got your mind, then it's got you. And it's going to eventually affect your family and those around you. And, and, and your physical. So much about it. So, yeah, we, we've been wimping out. It's not my, it's not my, that's um, not my fight. That's you. end. That fellow need to go somewhere and sit down somewhere. Nah, 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 nah. You may be the difference between life and death, divorce and marriage, um, child support, whatever. If you will just, uh, you know, approach it the right
0: way. Yeah. Now, Miss Quick, let's from a from a from a maternal from a nurturing standpoint. How? Because you hear me talking about manning up, so. How would you go about it from, from what a maternal instinct
1: uh, go about uh, approaching, like when, when you're talking to a parent or a child, or you just in general?
0: Well, to give me both perspectives. We can use both of them. Uh,
1: well, okay, to my, to my child. You know, it's it's a little different. You know what I mean? Because I mean, what I'm what I'm trying to do is figure out, um, you know, get to the root of the problem. So, you know, and and even right now, like I'm I'm in more preventive mode than I am. So I, I have these conversations and I ask a lot of questions to to see where my children's headspace is. Um, and to see just just how they how things affect them, um, not necessarily what we do, what we do in our household, but things that go on around them outside in school, um, you know, in sports, and you know, even just politics in general, just to see what headspace they're in, and and just try to gauge whether they're they're leaning into, I guess this this new age depression and and shutdown. Or whether they know how to handle them and maneuver through it so um first i'm I'm more of in preventative mode, but if if we ever cross that bridge to where there is an issue with um an addiction of some sort, then you know we, it's 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 a priest um and it's reinstilling in them who they are and you know and then talking about the realities because I'm a realist, you know, the one thing I, I don't do is I don't lie and I don't should have put. so, you know, talk about the realities of whatever ailment they have, um, what the what the end state may be. Um and if they and if they're ready for that. You know, like our son, um we had a I had a conversation with our teenager several weeks ago about dreadlocks, you know, and, and no this is an addiction but a comment to him was, whenever you are old enough and, and you can, you you are man enough to pay the consequences of being racially profiled, if it comes to that, and whatever consequences follow that, you know, if you can handle it, then you can get them. But for me, I'm not going to make that decision for you and put you in a position to have to, to go through that right now. So um, a conversation with them in situations like that, if if I fail at the pre- preventative mode, it would it would be just that to have a real conversation about the road that's ahead. When it comes to, um, and then even in that, I I I have some life experience that I can, you know, kind of shine a light on. Um, again, like early in the conversation, I did, you know, both my per my, both my parents suffer from alcoholism, and you know, from what I can remember, started at a very young age. Well, for me, to bear witness to it, I was young and, you know, can remember, you know, the the drinking starting. Um, And then I seen it with my grandpa and um, uncles and stuff. And then even, you know, even for me, like my mom gave me my first drink at 12. It was nothing for for us to be sitting at the table playing cards and and have a six-pack of wine coolers. And and all I had to do was ask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so... So being able to share that story with my children, um, I think I pray that you know if we have that issue that that those stories from my childhood delivers them. Having that conversation with my parents, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't I don't know how to approach it. Again, I, I confessed earlier that that part of me wants to be angry about it because, you know, I felt like you, you know, you've always chosen that. You've always. You didn't raise us. You know, you <laughs> you came to some events, but we wasn't with you. You know, we weren't with you 24 hours, seven days a week, so we weren't your first choice. You know, like, why not now? Um, so uh, having a conversation um, and feeling, having just that feeling, it. You know, it will come up, and I don't think that's the right way to go. So, I don't, I don't say anything. I haven't, I haven't approached a conversation. Um, you know, my mom is still in denial. She, you know, she'll call herself a drunk before she calls herself an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is, but hey, you know, if there's a difference because. in her mind, then so be it. <laughs> Alcohol, <laughs> you know, alcoholic but, uh,
0: is, is a pro has a problem. A drunk. Only a drunk problem is it? they they can't get to it fast enough.
1: Oh, okay. Either way it goes, you know. For me, and my eyes, it's all one and the same. But anyhow, I I don't know how to approach a conversation. Um, in my own personal situation.
0: I my son asked me. He says Dad, When was the first time you smoked? I was like, smoke what? And, um, I don't I don't hide anything. I don't. Withhold, and I explained to him, you know, uh, I was 27 the first time I smoked weed. And he was like, Oh, so what about drinking? Just like yourself, I was young and I was drinking like wine coolers. But as I got older and I saw the effect on everybody else, I was like, Nah, I'm good on that. And I think <clears throat> once I joined the military, is when I started drinking. Uh, and in all my years, I think I've only been drunk like five times. But as I go, I was I wouldn't make excuse for myself. But I said I do not want to get drunk, so I would cut back on the drinking and say, well, I have a two drink maximum. But then once you know you experience some some things, you drink a little bit more. The numb, the screams, or the numb, the, the explosions, or the numb, whatever the case may be. So when you're dealing with vets, it's it's a little different. And that's, that was my point. I'm telling you all this. When you're dealing with vets, it's a little different. They will receive it much easier from someone who served with them than they would from family. So if you guys ever have the opportunity to to witness or to talk to a vet in, in deliverance of their situation, um, you probably should have somebody who served with them. It will be received different because – we're trained once we enlist, <clears throat> they're now our family versus the people we share blood with. If that makes sense. So the people we share blood with, you come and say, you should have stopped drinking. It's like, ah, oh, well, you don't know what I've been through and it's cut off right there. But somebody who served was like, yeah, I was right there with you. And so was so-and-so. Now he's dead from cirrhosis of the liver. And I used to drink, but I stopped. Glory be to God. And, so on and so forth. Now it carries more weight. Do y'all understand that? Yes, sir. It makes sense. Okay. Well, again, it, it goes back to to our, our 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 last hit. Our last hit was with when we get enlisted. Now we get out. We're still. You can't take away our that part of us. But that part don't go away. We just try to adapt to the civilian life, and half of us really don't. So we do what we know how to do. So we it a part of PTSD. To,
1: well,
0: of of course, but you know PTSD, you have to go again and get diagnosed and all this here, um, and you still don't. That still doesn't help with the screams. That doesn't help with the explosions. That doesn't help with anything else. Only thing that it does is says you have a problem and put a stamp on it, mm-hmm. send you a paycheck, and that's it. But no one, you got to get to the root of the problem. It goes back to what we just said, getting to the root of the problem. You know, even my son said, well, my grandpa, he was just a cook. I said, well, the difference is when you see somebody every day, then they get killed in, in duty, in action, and you don't see them anymore. That affects your head as well. He was like, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't know. So... Mm. We've 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 had that talk. So in that regard, how do you approach somebody?
2: <laughs> That's,
1: how do you? It, 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 from what it from what you're saying, it sounds like you you almost can't unless you're a veteran, unless you again, unless you've walked that walk. I mean, you know, it's is I think it, it's hard to to approach anyone with with an addiction of any sort because, you know, um, they can't see past their pain. And even though, you know, you're on the outside looking in and, and because you're connected to them, you know, you're, you're being hurt by it as well. But I think when you approach anyone with an addiction, they can't see past their pain. And, um, you know, just being real, not not only being a veteran, but how many of us want to, you know, sit there, and hash out the the life that we that we've lived, the, the pain, the trauma that we've suffered from. I mean, I know that that's ultimately that's what we're called to do because we, you know, when we speak the truth, we get delivered, and, and we also deliver other people. But you know, some experiences are too painful to to even speak. Um, and, and you know, and, and if you're suffering from any type of addiction as a result of that, then, you know, the last thing you want to do is is to have a pity party. You know, you want to feel in control. You know, you want to feel like you have, you still have a say-so in, in something that you that you do for yourself. I mean, when you're in the military, truth be told, you don't have to think for yourself. You do what your orders say do. They say march, you march. If they shoot, you shoot. You know it's not a whole lot of thinking you just you just do it, it seems like it's almost robotic like and then after life after the military is is you gotta think on your own two feet um you have to make decisions. you can't just have somebody you know you can't just push the paper and have somebody sign it and and then have another person execute it It, it doesn't work like that anymore um so i it it i think that it's 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 hard a delicate line um from what you're saying, you know, to to approach someone in a situation of the sort.
0: Well, <clears throat> I use that as an example, but remember everybody has that situation. You don't know what anybody has gone through. You know, like I huh. said, my mother, she lost a child post birth. You know what I mean? Like 3 months to, the, the my sister was 3 months old when she passed from SIDS. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. In a situation like that, you really don't know. So you can only come out of love or you got to have somebody who's experienced in that situation to understand what mm-hmm. they've gone through. If I've never mm-hmm. dealt with that kind of stuff, who am I or how can I sit here and say anything about it, if you will?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Would you all agree or help me out, clarify for you?
1: I- I think you're right. Finding a commonality is important. I think, you know, finding a commonality in, in in a conversation uh, is important. You know, other you know, otherwise it seems like you're coming from a judgmental standpoint. You know, um, so so it, it's like if you know if you can't relate to what I've been through, then how are you gonna help me get delivered from it? You know, or you know, so I think it's a it's an added bonus to find the commonality first. Um if if a person will open up and do that. You know, if, if if a person would just say, "You know what? I I tried to to kick this habit, but I tell you, you know, I I went over to, you know, Timbuktu and and the things that I've seen, you know, like I I can't I can't hear a car go by um without trembling. You know, or you know, I can't see a Humvee without, you know, pausing for a minute or, or whatever the situation may be. Um, I think that person has to be willing to open up in order to to be saved. You know, well, not, not saved literally from it, but, you know, to to, to start healing and to start trying to, to get past that demon. Um, but, again, I don't think it, it doesn't happen until they're ready for it to happen.
3: Yeah, well, that's why I'm drinking. To be drinking that's to drink. why I'm
0: drinking to keep from having to. That's why I'm drinking to keep from having to talk about it. To keep from dealing with it. That's the reason why I'm trying to numb myself. You know what I mean? Because remember, it's yeah. it's not necessarily about the the, the 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 particular substance. It's more so about the initial, the roots of the situation.
1: I I I get that. You know, and. and again you know for for me you know i I had my first drink at twelve right and and so that was what what my mom and I shared and so at any given moment when I was with her under her supervision or visiting for a summer or whatever um we drank, okay, and this path continued for a good i don't know six seven eight years um every time I was around her, even when I went to school, you know, we want to get drunk. We couldn't, 18, couldn't buy liquor. We went to her house and she went and got it, whatever it was, you know? Um, and, and that's what she allowed. But that was how, that was how we connected, you know? And when I was drinking, our connection was, you know, was good. We were mother and daughter. Um, When I, when I stopped, when I tried to figure out what it was that, or why it was that I, you know, had gotten out of control. Um, when I look back, and and the reason it was out of control, it, it was because, like, like the brother said earlier, it was it was what I knew, but more than that, it was what made me feel like I was her daughter. It was yeah. the, the the pain. From not having her A constant in my life As as a younger child You know, being able to Enjoy these moments with her Even though, it, you know It was over after all But being able to have those moments with her Was what I was missing and, and I didn't realize that I was traumatized from it You know, like I grew up with my grandma But no one ever knew who my mom was You know what I'm saying? Like, they they didn't know, Um, which it wasn't a big deal for them, but it apparently, it traumatized me. And so when I figured out that, you know what, if she can't love me when I'm not drinking, then I don't need to be around her. Mm. Point blank. Because I like myself better when my body is not altered. I like myself better when I'm not altered. When I can think, when I can't. When I when I wake up in the morning and I don't have to figure out how I got home, because I I did have a couple nights like that, you know. Um, and and like the brothers said, functioning. I was in college, you know. I could stay up drinking till three or four in the morning and make it to class at seven o'clock, like like nobody's business. And, and you know, I remember walking around campus and people asking me, "Am am I okay?" And I'm looking cross at it, like. Why wouldn't I be? But they knew how drunk I was the night before. Apparently, I just didn't realize that, you know, that it was that bad. But it it took me having to, I guess, be delivered through prayer, somebody's prayers, um, and understand why I was that way and having to open up to somebody about it in order for, you know, like that healing to start.
0: Great, Pastor. What's your thoughts?
5: Well, you know I got to come at it from my from my angle. That's the only one I have to be honest with you. So, if you guys want to cut me off, that's cool and everything. But you know, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a story in the Bible, and it's, it's funny because this one man was. He had a a problem, he had a major problem You know, um, he couldn't walk, the Bible said he had palsy Okay, and there were four of the men They never said a word to him They just saw that he had a problem And they made up in their mind, listen, regardless to How long you've had this problem, it don't matter You know, uh, you don't have to tell us about the problem You know, I'm just going to flat out take you to Jesus now, I, again, I'm not against um, Alcoholics Anonymous. I think that's a great organization. I'm not against, um, I don't know, a 12-step program. I'm not against, you know, uh, people that used to used to drink, you know. I think all of this, you know, methods and ways that people can be delivered. But this man had a problem. They took this man straight to Jesus, and um, the Lord delivered it. But what the Lord found out, When he got there, the man's problem wasn't his palsy. The man had some other issues going on in his life, and the Lord dealt with those other issues. And when he got rid of those other issues, then the palsy went away. And so what I'm saying is, for me, this is for me, for me, my responsibility, it depends on the situation. There are times that, you know, I don't know the person, I can't get to the person, but I can always take them to the Lord. I can always pray for them. Prayer is always in order. If I take them to the Lord and I leave them right there, then, you know, I just pray that the Lord will work that thing out. So, in other words, what I'm saying is sometimes uh, we communicate without opening our mouth. Sometimes we could just show love. Look, man, I'm here for you. I I am here for you. I'm not going to walk off and leave you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to question you. I flat out love you, you know. And it's amazing how, you know, um, again, we categorize this thing, man. Um, you know, my, my father-in-law, uh, was a heavy drinker. He was an alcoholic. Um, but my father never drank, not even a beer in his life, but he was a heavy, mm-hmm. heavy sexer, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, he was, he was real heavy on that or whatever. So, um. You know, we got to stop categorizing it, but at the same time, again, mm-hmm. there's times that I just i don't even need to question you. I just need to flat out show you some love. I need to show you that I'm here for you and not quit mm-hmm. on you. And there's other times where I think you do need to bring in um, someone else to sit and talk with them that can relate. I don't think it's just a one-size-fit-all other than that one-size being just flat out love. just flat out, I think mm-hmm. that's the... That missing piece right there And see when you say love quick You know I said earlier You know um, uh, About you know um, Giving up things and, 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 and all this and you said love The truth of the matter is man, when you say love um, Love is synonymous With God the Bible says God is love So when you use mm-hmm. it You're saying basically the same thing At least the way that you were using it tonight So I think that regardless Of what you use whether it's you know, prayer, whether it's conversation, whether it's uh, just listening, whatever, I think it all has to be done in love, not judgment. I think that's the mm-hmm. beginning of it right there. And I say that because that little crazy book I read says that love covers a multitude of sin. It, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, those four men that carried that other man, this man was just could have been just as jacked up as anything, but they never asked him, Hey, man, where you, why are you laying on that bed? Why you? Why don't you get up, dude? You? you can't do no better than this for yourself. They never he just asked this man a question. These four brothers just got him and said, you know, matter of fact, they got him and just took him to Jesus. Never said a word, never charged him a thing, uh, never told anybody else about it. They took him there and left him there. And sometimes that's what we have to do. Sometimes when we don't know what else to do, when they won't allow us to do anything else, just take them to the Lord and leave them right there So that's your Sunday morning answer Right there brother I don't know about the rest mm-hmm. of the week Well
0: if it's good on Sunday it's Sunday is the start of the week So if it's good on Sunday It's applicable all the way to Saturday We'll take it We'll appreciate it <laughs> My brother what's your thoughts
2: hey, so I think um, You know what's important for us is Is really what we've learned through what we've gone through, right, and what we do with it now. So, Miss um, Quick was telling, just really, you know, she was giving a testimony right now um, about what she went through, and I'm sure that her her path in life now is changed by what she went through, and and she's changing. You know, people talk about generational curses or whatnot, and you know, there's got to be a break somewhere, right? So she broke it, and I'm sure she's bringing up. The children in a different manner than she was And you know Now she has this This story um, And she can use that story To better other people Uh, Your story about the military and things You're absolutely right I couldn't couldn't, You know Sit down and, and try to relate to what a vet has gone through But when I was in that situation Or if I've ever put in that situation I got a phone number for one now That I can call Look, man, I need your help. Can you talk to this brother? Um, so, what we do with it now? I mean, the testimony is um, wow. There's so much power in testimony. Um, you know, that's I was brought in my mentor, who's no longer with us. That's what caught me because he told me how he was delivered, and the things he was delivered from was the same things I had gone through or still going through at the time. Um, so that man it's important that we you know, that we learn from it and we're intentional in our use of of what we have. You know, we may not be able to um get up and, and preach or call someone to the altar, but man, we have a, a a powerful testimony that can introduce someone to Jesus and change their life.
0: I agree. So speaking of generational curses, the same way that we were raised I kind of, you know, my son and I smoke cigars. So when he was younger, he was like, Daddy, can I smoke a cigar? Daddy, can I smoke a cigar? So I was like, when you can buy it, you can smoke it. So one time he actually held, saved his money. He was like, I'm going to go buy a cigar. I'm like, um, okay, cool. If they sell you one, you can buy it. You know, So I, I go to the humidor to buy my cigar, and he was like, "Nah, but what I'm going to do is give you it. So they gave him a gum. The cigar light gum, whatever. And now, I was like, son, you have age. New Year's, go sit down and smoke a cigar. Me and you. And that day has yet to come. But, I say that, and I'm proud to say that, because he has moved away from the influence that he's seen to make a sound decision. To make a sound decision. Just like Miss Quick did when she got older, she said, you know what? I'm good. I like this part of me. The same as you did when you gave up, you you know, when God removed the taste of you, you like, I'm good. So once you start making sound decisions, it's, it's almost one of those things where you can sit back and say, you know what? I am stronger than I thought. But we forget that part, that we've overcame something. We've overcame what you was doing quote unquote wrong It didn't matter what I thought You was doing it wrong You thought it was, it was wrong And not in your eyes Because your eyes is clouded by what you've seen Around you but in the eyes of God And I'm sorry Pastor I'm not trying to step on your toes But Based on that alone Is what made for you To make your decision you factor that in Pastor, You can pick it up from there bro Go ahead and pick it up from there I'm sorry But again, (laughs) wrong in the eyes of God. (laughs) You're doing
5: doing quite well, brother. Keep going. You you don't need my help.
0: You're doing just fine.
5: Just fine.
0: The rules that we know are set based on the people who settle, be it our parents. And they don't get it right all the time. But as we become... Older and our minds mature We follow a different set of rules Because we're going to be held To a different level of accountability And when, when God And only God can remove those Quote unquote spirits Or demons from you Which is exactly what it is And they're heavy Like they're heavy Regardless whether it's The disease of addiction And what, whatever the substance may be It's still heavy It's heavier than we know, especially from the outside looking in. But we know that God has the strength, has the power to remove everything through prayer. I can want it for you. But until you want it, it's just a desire. But once you want it, God will come in and he'll remove it, especially once you go for him. Pastor, I love you, bro but you can't really go in for me. You can take me to the door, but you can't go in for me. I got to go in for me. We can want it for our parents, but until they go in the door, that's when they want it. That's when they want it. Pastor, go ahead. Go go ahead. Your turn. Your turn. Take it on home. Your turn.
5: Have you ever heard, have you ever heard, this is not a, this is not a, a test and I'm not gonna You know cause God knows I don't know <laughs> But a thimble full of stuff In the Bible to be honest with you Compared to most folk but You ever heard the name in the Bible Noah, yeah,
2: the, the, Lord, Noah one built right?
5: the one that built the ark When the first thing that people know about Noah is that he Built the ark um, Noah also had three sons um, mm-hmm. And a wife yep. and, and Noah also had a problem Noah, but go ahead. Yeah, Noah had an issue that didn't nobody, nobody, nobody talk about. <laughs> Noah, Noah knew how to tie went on, okay. <laughs> and the Bible says that there was a, a an occasion where Noah, Noah, listen, Noah didn't just drink, but the, before he drank, the Bible said he planted the vineyard. He, he, he you know, he made his own brew, you know. And uh, Noah got drunk. He got so drunk until he passed out. According to the Bible, naked Naked, flat out naked This is the same Noah that God used In a mighty way now look, He yes, used it He used it in a mighty way I want everybody out there to know that man. Listen, if you have this issue If you're dealing with this Don't think for a second that God can't use you Nobody that God is using is perfect Everybody has flaws And issues and and, and and everybody got some stretch marks I promise you that But Well, this is what part of the story I I want you to listen to. After Noah got drunk and he passed out, there's two ways of handling this thing. And his children came to him, and this is what happened. One of his boys saw him drunk, his daddy drunk, flat on his you-know-what, and his son began to just laugh at him, literally just laugh at him, make mockery of him. But when you're laughing, you're laughing out loud if there's anybody else around you know, that's going to cause them to come and look and judge you and all this, that, and the other. All right? So, but then that two other brothers, what they did was the Bible said that they, you know, knew their dad had gotten drunk and he had passed out. They went and grabbed what amounted to a blanket. And they didn't even face him. They turned around backwards and walked backwards towards him and covered his nakedness, covered his drunkenness, and never discussed it another day with him. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. Maybe the person does have a problem, but one of the reasons the problems don't get solved is that we don't handle it the right way. Out of sight, out of mind, we laugh at them or whatever, but some kind of way we got to learn to to, to cover them. Let me tell you about another man in the Bible. His name was Lot, and uh, we always know him from I mean, he's been, uh, his wife is a little better known than he is because she was the one that supposedly turned to a pillar of salt. Now, Lot was living in this place called Sodom and Gomorrah, and, you know, people talk about that, but that ain't what I want to talk about. But the Bible says whenever he got to a certain point, um, he and his I mean his two daughters talked among them, each other and got her daddy drunk and went in and they slept with their daddy and got pregnant by him. You know, I'm just saying alcoholism is not new. It's not you know, exclusive to people that don't know God or that God don't love. No, alcoholism is a problem just like anything and everything else. And and I, I want everybody to know that. And I want everybody to have compassion on folk that do have a drinking problem. And I want everybody to have, uh, that has a drinking problem to know that everybody's not going to judge you. Now, listen, I don't always handle it uh, the right way. Being on here with y'all tonight, honestly, has really helped me more than you know. And the reason I say that is because I've got two people that are somewhat near and dear to me. And, uh, matter of fact, two of both of my family members and, um, I've got to reach out to them and I've been doing it, but I've been using the wrong bait. If I'm using a, I can't use no net on the edge of the water. If these people are out there in the deep, that's where I got to take my net. And so in other words, um, and listening to y'all tonight, I got instructions on how to handle one of them. So this call has been beneficial tonight. I don't know who else is out there, but, hey, I want you to know, first of all, God still loves you, and uh, I promise you I'm not going to judge you. I love you just as much. Because to be honest with you, just like you don't want to talk about your alcoholism, I don't want to tell you about the issues that I got. I'm ashamed of them. I'm embarrassed by them, And I'm struggling to get rid of them. I'm struggling. with a daily absolute fight, you know, but I know I'm going to get there, so you know, I I just wanted you to know there are people in the Bible quote-unquote holy people that did great things, and boy, they could tie one on with the best of them, so just wanted to give you that little spiel, brother, that's all.
0: Well, that's not limited to just alcohol, but just addiction, period. Um, Yes, sir. Because that 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 is a disease that there's essentially no cure for, except for God. Um, there's no medicine. There's no other substance. It's only God. I'm going to leave that right there, and I'm going to pass it on over to Miss Quick and see what she has to say.
2: Miss Quick? Uh,
1: I think you're right. There's no, you know, that... There... <laughs> It's is is God. It's I think it's it's a cold turkey kind of situation. Um, you know, like Pastor said before. You know, nothing against AA and different things like that, but I think it's a cold turkey situation. It's um deliverance from God by God, and and it's immediate. It's 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 like as soon as the light bulb comes on. It's, that's it. It's a matter of flipping the switch. Um, so, you know, again, it's, it's I think it's something that that we need to be in prayer about, and I, I myself need to be in prayer about it too, because again, you know, like I I, I have real life situations um, that at, at some point I need to, you know, have conversations. Um, don't know where they're gonna start. Don't know how they go in. Um, but at some point, you know, I, I think that i got to face my reality as well.
0: Well, one thing, Miss Quick, I, I must say, a um, great friend of mine, he was a alcoholic, I mean, to the point where he came to my house on his lunch break and drunk the cookie wine because he needed something. Mm-hmm. It tripped me out, it blew my mind, but he actually went into – the in-house facility, and it was said that <clears throat> trying to stop drinking cold turkey is actually uh, unhealthy, unsafe. Uh, you can start having seizures and and all this, but that's from a from a, a classroom perspective. From a spiritual perspective, when 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 it's God, God can remove it, and that's when it become a cold turkey situation. So I just wanted to clarify that when it's of God, it, you can do it cold turkey because he's going to do it in its entirety. When you go through man, it's, it's a situation. It's a step by step. It's a gradual situation. Um, I'm going to talk to my brother real quick and see what he has to say about that. My brother.
2: Hey, man. living witness, man. Take away the desire, taste, all of it. Um, there was a greater calling on my life than what I was doing. That's, that's that that realization that hit me almost four years ago. You know, and um I couldn't stop it. Nobody else could stop it but God. And I give him the glory for it.
0: At what point you knew you had a problem though? I mean you at some point you had to recognize you had a problem before
2: you can was stop.
4: So, my, you
2: know, man, it was just, I am, man, I keep looking at the clock and ready to get off. When I get off work, that's my first stop, you know. Um, And then at at the end, the end point of it, that's, you know, I kept it with me all the time. It was in the back of my truck every single day, Uh, fifth the tequila and a case of beer. Every single day. Walk out to the truck, crank the truck open the back, open the cooler, get the fifth and get two cans and go take a ride. It was just every day. I mean, I knew what I was doing. Um, I knew it wasn't good for me, but, hey, that's what I did. had no desires to stop. Now I have no desires to start. <laughs> <Ain't> no <longer. laughs>
0: That is uh again that's that's amazing um I have the utmost love and, and respect for the entire process, but the end game i'm I'm more you know ready to present a trophy to you uh oh, for the four years, <laughs> but I know that uh I guess God is more deserving of the trophy than you. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. But, uh,
0: it's it's just a beautiful thing to hear. It is definitely a beautiful thing to hear. Uh, Pastor, what's, what, what's your thoughts? Oh, man.
5: Well, there's a there's a scripture that a lot of athletes use, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's great that they use that. And it says something to the tune of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it's a it's a, it's a good scripture. You know, people use it for, you know, just popularity reasons, but it's, it's power in it. What it's basically mm-hmm. saying is, there's nothing I can't accomplish, but I know where the strength and the strategy is going to come from. It'll come from God, you know. So, you know, that's what we've got to understand. You can do it. Whatever you're dealing with right now, you can do it. But... That's, you have to get that strength from God, and the strength means, um, you know, the plan, the strategy, the the, the program, the, the right people, whatever, but you can do it. You know, you got to stop saying you can't do it, you know. The question is, do you want to? Uh, you said earlier quick about, okay, um, I can only take you so far, but you got to go through the door. Those same people I was telling you about in the Bible, they got them to Jesus, but, you know, it was between him and Jesus then. They can't. That's the one thing you can't do for somebody. So you can do it. I, you know, um brother on the phone is letting you know it can be done. But, you know, like you just said again, uh, I want to give you a trophy, but I guess it really belongs to God. So, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. There's no doubt that you can do it, but you're going to have to, um, you know, have to go to a little higher authority and a higher power. And maybe he will use a uh a 12-step program, maybe he will use uh, alcoholic anonymous. I don't know. Whatever he chooses to use, that's fine. But I just want you to know that you can do it. So when instead of saying, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, I can stop drinking through Christ that strengthens me. I can stop mm-hmm. smoking weed through Christ that strengthens me. I can stop, mm-hmm. you know, sexing unlawfully through Christ that strengthens me. I can stop wasting my money through Christ that strengthens me. I can get out of debt through Christ that strengthens me. You know, that's the way we got to look at it. And and once you Mm. break it down like that, you understand I don't have to put forth all the effort. I don't have to fight this demon by myself. You know what? There's one greater than I. There's one stronger than I that can give me the strength day by day just to say no, to go to that same truck. You know, I don't know what this brother did when he went to that truck the first time and there was no tequila there and there was no beer there. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, I'm sure there was something somewhere that, you know, probably was trying to tell him or, or whatever but because it was the Lord that delivered him, you know, he was able to keep going. Me, I would have had to sell the truck, leave the job that I was on, I, you mm-hmm. know. But, again, he did it God's way, and, and, and that's the way it is, folks. So, we gotta stop saying that we can't do this and we can't do that. In your own power, you can't. You just that's why you haven't done it yet. You you can't do it, but with Christ, you can. You can you can do it. The question is, do you want to? Do you do you want to? And
4: if uh, that answer
5: is yes. Hey man, I tell you what. I'm on the phone tonight. I'll stay on here extra time just to talk to somebody and pray with somebody. Listen, you can't do it with my strength. All I can do is just love you and encourage you, but, Mm -hmm. you know, the one that I'm talking about, he'll meet you right where you are, and you're no worse than anybody else. Everybody on here tonight is an ex-something. You know, Mm -hmm. no matter who we are, we are an ex-something. And uh, it's the only reason we're an ex is because God in his own way delivered us, and he'll do the same thing for, uh, for you. So my brother, my sister, whoever's listening, don't you drop your head and say... It's too late Don't you uh, Look around and say It was because of this That and the other You know um, Because yeah There is something behind it But guess what There's something behind it. The thing is behind And that's God He's back there too And uh, And he can get you squared away And however long it takes That's on him He can do it immediately Or he can do it in the process But I do know That whatever he starts He will finish
0: Well if it- I agree with you, Pastor, and I'm gonna I'm I'm passing on over to Miss Quick. If it make anybody feel any better, I'm a few X of something. <laughs> so,
5: wow, that's good. <laughs>
0: we, we're no we're no better than anybody else. We're no better. If God can do it for us, why not you, Miss Quick? What's your thoughts?
1: I, I, he was saying something then, you know. Through Christ, I can do you know, uh I can I can quit drinking, you know, through Christ. So it's it's just that. And earlier when you spoke about the the client and, and, you know, the shakes and the, you know, seizures and stuff that can happen, um, you said it as well. You know, that's through man. You know, I'm I'm just crazy enough to believe that, that God is, is bigger than that. You know, it's when when he's ready to deliver me or when I'm ready to, to be delivered then you know, or for my parents who are ready to be delivered, then there's there's no convulsions, there's no dehydration, there's no you know uh, seizures that there's there's no meetings needed. It's just like you know my brother walking through his truck and and it's just not there anymore, and there there's no desire for it to be there. Um, I'm 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 still crazy enough to believe that God is just that kind of God. Well.
0: My brother, what's your thoughts?
2: Hey. <laughs> Absolutely I can do it all through Christ. Totally agree. Can't can't say nothing more to add to it. I mean that's just wow.
0: Well, I know it can be done. I have seen it done. Uh in multiple in multiple ways. Multiple facets, multiple addictions. By multiple people, Um, I have seen it. So, belief is good. Belief is good, but when you know, it, it the conversation is a little different.
3: I'm
0: not, I'm not gonna try to convince you. I'm not gonna try to convince anyone. But when you know, it just it rubs it rubs a little different. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you know mm-hmm. that something. Is, 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 have been done You can walk to the liquor store And not be tempted You can walk through the trap mm-hmm. house And not be tempted You can walk through the strip club And not be tempted You know what I mean Because you know it was done And you know it was done That way Versus through man
3: Right
0: I believe when someone is done through man It's, it's temporary because again it doesn't get to the root but God gets to the root. He removed the entire disease out. He removed the entire infection out. He removed all of it. So there won't be any seizures and shakes and and he may even remove the cirrhosis. Or he may leave it there just to remind you of where you where you were. Who knows? Again, like Pastor okay. said, that's above my pay grade. So I'm gonna I'm I'm throw this up to Pastor real quick and let him alley hoop it and take his own home. Pastor, what's your thoughts?
5: Man, I'm gonna tell you, I am so blessed tonight. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, these are the type of conversations and discussions and messages that need to take place in the church. But I am so thankful for this platform. You know, to know that, you know, listen, man, God never told me people were going to um, come to the church. He never he never told me that. He told me to go ye therefore and teach all nations and whatever, whatever. And so I am so grateful and so blessed to to know that this is going out. We don't know who's listening. We, we don't know. And it really, honestly, just don't matter, you know. And uh, uh, I'm just so thankful to hear what I'm hearing coming out of. Everybody, the honesty coming out of miss quick um the realness coming out of uh quick and the testimony coming out of my brother just saying, Listen, I've been there, and it ain't been that long ago, and uh so i'm just I'm just thankful man, I'm thankful to know that God is able I'm thankful to know that when God does something that um he doesn't finish i mean he doesn't leave anything uh I've been you know, around people that had surgery And the doctor come out And this is one of the things that I remember him saying Usually when it's cancer We're convinced that we got all of it we we, we we sure we got all of it But, you know, they don't know for a fact But they feel like they got all of it Let me tell you, man When God get it, he get all of it He get every he bit get of it He of don't leave no The Bible said when they walked across the, the Red Sea When they parted the waters That there wasn't even any mud there He dried it So that he wouldn't carry any residue with him Let me tell you When God finishes with you There won't be residue Miss Quick said something that um, Really honestly sums it up for me She said I'm crazy enough to believe That God can do it That that hit me hard right there Uh, uh, You know I'm crazy enough to believe That God can still do it You know uh, In your weakened state This is what the Bible says for you to say, that almost like he telling telling you to tell a lie. He said, "Let the weak say that I'm strong." He said that your weakest state, don't you even don't you even say that you're weak. Just say I'm strong. When you're down, just say I'm getting back up. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get back up again. You know, it's amazing what you're dealing with right now. If I'm talking to an alcoholic, a drunk, whatever you want to call it, I'm not labeling you, but whatever you label yourself as, whatever you whatever you're doing. I don't care how far down you are. Think about this. The fact that you're on this line tonight lets me know that God has been keeping you. You may not realize it, may not agree with it, but something's been keeping you, and that something or that someone is God. That means God's not finished with you. That means you got another shot. That alcohol, Mm -hmm. if it was so big and bad, why didn't it take you out immediately? It's been a slow Mm -hmm. process, but guess what? God can reverse that thing, man, and I'm telling Mm -hmm. you. Somebody said he might leave a little, um, uh, a little bit, little cirrhosis in your liver or something. I don't know he, if that's what he chooses to do, but guess what? He'll, he can even let you live with that. So please, my brother, just don't give up on yourself, man. Don't give up on life, and don't you think that you're worse than anybody else or uh, this thing can't be reversed or cured. You know, a cure comes from man, but healing comes from God. Healing comes from God That's what you need You don't need a cure Cure keeps you going back But once you get that healing And guess what It don't cost you all your money Or all your time It just costs you Just some knowing In your heart Go beyond mm. the belief As quick said And know You gotta know You gotta know And whenever you know Can't nobody take that from you So I'll leave it right there man I am so blessed tonight This has just been Um just great for me. I don't drink, but I got some other issues, man. And I'm, I'm ready to go after those joints head on now. I'm ready to go deal with them because uh, it's been long enough now. I know I can come out of this. I know I can do it. and I don't have to figure out how. I just got to take that first step. That first step. You know, when you play sports, quick. Uh, I used to be a sports fanatic, man. Played. I mean, I just knees and ankles still hurt to this day, man, because I prayed so much, but. When you're playing the outfield in sports and they hit the ball, the first step you take makes all the difference in the world. You never step this towards earth. where you hit the ball. You got to take a step back first. And when you take that mm-hmm. step back, you get a chance to to analyze everything and, and get yourself in the right position. So uh, tonight we're gonna take a step back and we're gonna say, God, you know what? You got this. You got this. Yes, sir.
0: You got this. Yes, sir. And I know you got this. No doubt. I know you got this.
5: <laughs> Not I think, I know.
0: I know. And, and, and to your point, once you take that step back and, and you recognize and you, and, you, and you acknowledge the fact that God got this. See, I was a racer. So I, I, I'm talking about from skates to motorcycles to it, it didn't matter. If, all gas, no brake. We didn't look in the rearview mirror. That didn't matter what, who was behind us, what was behind us. All we saw was the end game. Which was the finish line. So once you know, it's full speed ahead, baby. Yes. All throttle. Yes. All throttle. Yeah. And that's and that's <laughs> what you have to do when you know what your end game is, and once you give it to God, let's go for it. That's when you that's when you know. When you step with knowing, you step believing, you step a little genuinely, you step a little lightly when you believe. When you know Nothing Will get in your way Nothing can get in your way Because you have a different type of octane You have a different type of gas in you (laughs) Your motivation is different But I'm going to tell you this bro You said you got something you got going on man What you got going on I got going on So If you need me bro you know I'll walk with you it don't even matter If I can help you don't hesitate to call me
5: i I may need you, but i gotta i gotta go get it man i can't I can't um you know you 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 ask a question and you brought it up. Am I my brother's keeper? you know what? God didn't deliver me to watch everybody else you know stay bound no, I gotta go back and strengthen my brothers I gotta go back and help those that need help now did they reject the help you know what? maybe God would make me take a step back and recuperate but there's a way There, There is a way um, And I, I know that there's a way There's always a way in God He said I'll provide a way of escape When you don't see a way out You know Houdini ain't got nothing on God God will show you a way that you didn't even know existed And uh, so it can happen man. And it it can really really happen And if you'll let me do one more spiritual little thing Please um, mm-hmm. do
0: shut up man no, don't need to shut up, but go ahead and do your thing, bro.
5: Well, listen, a lot of people you know, um yes, I understand everybody out there is not Christian. I got that, and I know that there are a lot of different religions out here, and I'll never down you or your religion. I'll give you the utmost respect, you know you believe what you believe, and I'm gonna believe what I believe, uh, but I'm gonna to extend to you what I know um works in my life or whatever. There's some people out there right now that think, like, okay, man, I can't be, you know, they call it religious, but I can't be saved because I made a mess out of my life. I can't. I'm going to die and I'm going to go to hell because I'm a drunk. Uh, I'm going to die and I'm going to go to hell because I smoke so much weed. Let me clarify something. This is biblically speaking. You do not go to hell because you are a drunk. You do not go to hell because you are a whoremonger. You go to hell because you're not saved. Please understand that. The only reason that you're going to go to hell Anybody is that you don't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior So in other words what I'm saying is this Whenever I get into heaven And I go up there It ain't going to be a place for a perfect person It just means I've been forgiven for The things that I have done And I'm doing even right now So I don't want you to give up on yourself Because a lot of people quit right there Because there's no help for me I'm hell bound And I refuse to go through hell up here and then go to hell after I leave here. That ain't happening. So I want you to know we go to hell because we're not we have not been saved. We don't go to hell for the sins we commit. We go to hell for the sins we don't confess and by accepting Jesus. So I need somebody to understand that because you people think that everybody in heaven is gonna be uh, you know, perfect. But the Bible said there gonna be some folk in heaven that you think shouldn't have made it. And there gonna be some folk hmm. who thought it was gonna get there that won't come. That's scripture, and i mean, you know. So I want you to know, man. You, you, we, It's just a, it's a knowing. It's it's a knowing in your heart, man. Listen, I I don't know how God did it, man, but I know that He sent His Son Jesus to die for my sins, and I know that uh, Jesus uh, went in that grave and stayed three days and got up. I know that because I read it in the Bible. Grandma told me. I heard somebody else talk about it, and for whatever reason, you know where I believe that. I believe that. And uh, you can do that. Ask God to forgive you and come into your heart. Man, you just as saved as I am. Hey, and you don't you don't get to sit in the last saved section of heaven. There ain't no last saved section of heaven. We all, all of us, all of us. Ain't no priority. Section. Nah, man. Come on, brother. Well, VIP. Quick. I I thought I thought there was gonna have a preacher section, man. I was gonna get my robe and my cross and my Bible ready. <laughs> And it ain't gonna be like that, bro. I'm gonna be sitting back there with you, man. What's up with that?
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm among good people. Now since so since since you did your little uh spiritual thing and I appreciate it. Now I need you to do one thing for me. Yes, for sir? those who, 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 who don't who don't really understand how they do it, why don't you pray the prayer and ask somebody to pray it with you just so they can have their save salvation and maybe they even and you know, be on their way to heaven Is
5: with you. We can, can you do, do that? that. We can Please? do that. I'm I'm gonna use my lab rat that's on there with you right now, my brother Joel. I'm gonna use him and I'm gonna lead him to Christ real quick just to show y'all how quick, fast and easy this is. And um I just met Joel um and Joel has been drinking and smoking and drinking tequila and 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 and, Ciroc and uh Patron and well, I know some stuff, don't I? He better stop. For real, might be doing something. Anyway, he's doing all this other stuff. But guess what? I just met that brother, and I can see wow. something's up with him.
2: So let's
5: go through this real quick. But, so George, just work with me for a second. Hey, brother, how yes, you sir.
2: doing? Doing well, sir. How are you?
5: I'm doing good, man. But I noticed, you know, every day I drive
2: by you, man, you're hanging out out here and everything. As your car broke down. You Okay. Yeah, I'm good preaching. We're just hanging out, you know, having a few drinks with the boys.
5: Okay. I, listen, ain't nothing like family and friends, man. That's a good thing, man. And, uh, you know, every day I drive by and see you, man, It's something about you that's drawing me to you. But, man, I just I want to ask you a question. You said something about having uh, drinks. You, you said you do that every day? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, every day. Just out of curiosity, man, because, you know what, I've never really been around anybody that, would be that honest with me, so I want to thank you for doing that. But what 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 makes you do it, man? Is it enjoyment? Is it good? What what is it, man? Because I want to be able to help people
2: and understand them. And so, what why do you
5: do it every day?
2: I tell you, it's like a release for me. Uh, Pastor it, uh, it 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 makes me feel better. It, it, it makes me relieve it relieves all the stress I've had from the day, and uh, just gets me at a good place.
5: And I can definitely, definitely understand that. But I got two things to ask, man. You said relief and all of that. What do you need relief for? Is is something, I don't know, something going on, man? Because I know it gets get rough around me and my kids and me and my wife and me and my job. You know, everything going okay, man?
2: That's just good. It's just, you know, just the stress of life and, um just having so much on your shoulders all at one time, it just that's just a way of escaping from it.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I
2: I understand that. But you know what,
5: man, I I I happen to see your kids, man. You got a beautiful daughter, man. A beautiful son, man. I'm telling you, uh, that's some bright kids, intelligent kids, man. And uh, you know, the, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. They had to get it from somebody, man. So you're a great dad, man. But you know. I want you to be here for them, man. You know, I want you to be, you know, here for them. I, I, I don't know exactly what, you know, the the drinking will do to you, man, but I want you to be here, man, to, for your uh, kid, walk your daughter down the aisle, and I want you to be here to your grandkids. And, man, I want you to be able to just um, enjoy your retirement and things like that, man. That, at the rate you're going, man, do you see any damage that could possibly happen with what you're doing?
2: Yeah, I do, but I'm, I'm tough, you know. If that's what happens, that's what happens. I you know, really, you know, I don't know how to stop doing what I'm doing. Wow, man. I,
5: listen, I trust me. I understand that. Let me tell you a little story, man. Um, I was there was something that I was doing that I'm just even literally embarrassed to say, man. I used to be a weed smoker, man, and 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 uh, I was smoking it when it was. a nickel bag, man. That's what I was doing. I was doing it when I didn't know what I was doing. I was getting, you know, how for somebody else's supply and we would, uh, you know, mess around and and do things and and blow each other up contact. I know you probably don't know what that is, but I'd turn that thing around and put it in my mouth and shoot it right back at him. And man, I'm embarrassed to say that, but you know what? I knew I needed to let it go. I knew it was killing me. It was starting to affect the way I was thinking and stuff. Man, you know what? Somebody came to me, just like I'm coming to you, and they told me, said, the only way you're going to let this go is either it kills you or God guy going to have to take it from you. So I'm going to share that with you, man. I hope it don't take your life because I want you here. But, man, you know, do you believe God can take that thing from you?
2: I heard about God, you know. And I've seen, obviously, if he's, you're a pastor now. And you used to do that, so. I guess he can.
5: Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Listen, let me tell you what it takes. God is not somebody that's a million miles away. He's right there with you right now. He's He don't ever leave us, man. Matter of fact, that's the only reason you and I are still alive. We are here only because of God, man. And I didn't understand it, but after they explained it to me, you know, I accepted that. And so I want to offer you the same thing that was offered me, man. And, you know, I just want to let you know God is real. And he loves you. He, you know, don't judge you or anything like that. And he wants to take that thing from you. But one of the things that he wants more than anything is before he gets your habit, he wants you. He wants you. And the way that he gets you is that you just got to acknowledge him. Acknowledge that he's real. Acknowledge that Jesus is his son. And all of that. If you can do this, man, let me tell you, God will get you. And then once he gets you, that means he's got your issue too. So. Are you willing to try that? Yes, sir. I'll give it a shot. All right, man. Well, listen, I'm going to say some things, and and, and uh, I want you to repeat after me. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you where to read it at in the Bible. I'm going to pray with you, but I'm going to say some things to you, and if you believe it, I want you to repeat after me. Uh, if you don't understand it, don't feel bad because I've been pastoring a long time and the stuff I still don't understand, but... Um, the first thing I want you to do is just uh, just pray this prayer. Say, Lord. Lord. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for all my sins.
2: Please forgive me for all my sins.
5: Lord, I ask you, please, to come into my life.
2: Lord, I ask you, please, to come into my life. Lord, I believe that Jesus is your son Lord I believe That Jesus is your son
5: And I believe That Jesus died On the cross For all my
2: sins And I believe I believe that Jesus died on the cross For all my sins
5: I believe that he went into the grave And stayed three days
2: I believe that he went into the grave And stayed three days
5: And he got up With all power in his hands
2: And he got up with all power in his hands And
5: according to the Bible
2: According to the Bible
5: In Romans chapter 10 and verse 9
2: In Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 It
5: says if I confess with my mouth
2: It says that if I
5: confess with my mouth And believe in my heart
2: And believe in my heart
5: that God raised Jesus from the dead
2: That God raised Jesus from the dead
5: I will be saved
2: I will be saved
5: I want to announce
2: I want to announce
5: To the whole world To the whole world And to my problems
2: And to my problems
5: And to my alcoholic issue.
2: And to my alcoholic issue. That I am saved.
5: That I am saved. All right, Brother Joel, let me tell you, by saying that right there and you saying it out of your heart, you may not feel any different, but you're just as saved right now as I am. And the beautiful thing about it is when you go home, the house is gonna look the same. Guess what? You're still gonna have challenges in your life, but for the rest of your life you're saved and God is right there with you. And I want you to call me I definitely stay in touch with somebody that can lead you in the right direction. Listen, man, God loves you. I'm proud of you. We're brothers now. And just like God has you, he has your issue, and you won't have it much longer. right, quick.
0: Oh, that's right. Just like that. Just like that, man. Amen. Just like that.
5: Just like that. Just like if everybody,
0: if everybody's hearts and mind is clear We're going to go ahead and have Pastor prayers out Ms. Quick, my yes. love Is your heart and mind clear?
1: Yes it is, thanks
0: You're welcome My brother, thank you for joining us Is your heart and mind clear?
2: Everything is clear, crystal clear Thank you
0: Thank you brother, please feel free We love having you on Pastor, your heart and mind clear? Yes,
5: sir. Yes, sir. No doubt. And how about yours, Mr. Quick?
0: My heart and mind is clear. And I thank right. each and every one of you from the depth of me. Pastor, please pray us out.
5: Lord, we thank you so much for all that we were able to discuss on tonight. Thank you so much, God, for life. I just thank you, God, and I thank you so much for the presence. your presence that I feel on this line tonight. I want to thank you that somebody, God, I believe, um, felt love tonight. Um, somebody, Lord, is going to give it another shot. I believe somebody, Lord, prayed that prayer along with us. Lord, help everybody on here to know that there's no such thing as a big sin or a little sin. Let them know that we've all sinned, but God still loves us all. I pray, Lord, that alcoholism or any other issue that we do have, that we can understand how to approach those folks that we can do it in love. Whatever we do in love, the Bible said love will cover that sin. So thank you so yeah. much for the time tonight. I pray that you keep your hand on from the streets to the pulpit. Keep your hand on the Quick family, on my brother Joel, on myself. Lord, please help us to be vessels that you can use. Thank you so much. Keep us in your care and cover us all in your blood. It is in Jesus' name that I do pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. That concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm in hosting number one with my, our panel, Ms. Quick, and Pastor Robertson, and Dr. Twin in his absence, and our brother, Joel, who steps in. We love you. Thank you. Tonight we talked about who am I to tell you that you're wrong. I can't tell you you're wrong. I'm no different than you. I'm no better than you. You're no worse off than me. But the difference is the standard that which we live by, which is God's standard. So only God can tell you that you're wrong. Seek him first, and he will deliver you from whatever issue, whatever sin, whatever lifestyle, whatever life choices that you may be dealing with. Love God. Love your brother. Take care of one another. Be your brother's keeper and your sister. Stay safe. Peace.